Picturing something like it's, it's a. You gotta flash. fight for your right to podcast. It's, I'm picturing flash dance, but instead of being against dancing, there there will be no podcasting in this town, and Kevin Bacon's got to change all their minds. Right? Yeah. <laughs> and he's got his little laptop and his you know hipster dark black rimmed glasses. And yeah, and a, <gasps> and a huge cup of Starbucks. Yeah, there you go. You're just sitting there. I'm gonna keep podcasting. You can't stop me. And everyone else starts up there on podcasts too, and it's a revolution. Revolution. <laughs> and that is how we randomly begin our episode. <laughs> I am Sherry. I'm Jed. We're Jed and Sherry of Jed and Sherry fame. We are famous. Mm-hmm. You probably know us from uh, I don't the know, fact that you're related to yeah, us. Yeah, growing up with us, or uh, you know, being a friend with one of us and meeting the other when we got married. Things like that. We imagine most of the listeners to this show, if any, will probably be friends or people who are related to us. All five of you. Right. But that's okay. Four of you are related to us. One of you is not related to us. Which one? You know who you are. You know who you are. It's okay, man. We're not doing this for the masses. We're calling you out, yeah. We're doing this for artistic fulfillment. Something. Yeah. Or to babble into a microphone. Yeah. Because we because, like to hear ourselves talk. Because since I was plus we're funny. Since I was a little kid, I've always wanted to be on the radio. On the radio, uh oh. Is that a song? That's yeah. One of those new people. Oh, I don't know it. Youngins listen to her sing, and she sings about being on, on the radio. radio. Okay, I'll stop. I don't know that one. This is the past our bedtime podcast, so named because it. It's past our bedtime. It's past our bedtime. It's literally the only time we have to do a thing like this. Why do we only have time to do it at after our bedtime? Because we have two children who are under the age of two. And, and part they, of it's our work schedules, but I think if we had standard eight to five jobs, it would still be... Yeah, after our bedtime. With, because of the kids. Because prior to that, then we don't really have time to sit down and talk like normal people. Mm-hmm. And the kids are awake. The kids are awake. There's no time for that. Nope. So we started this podcast as a as as an audio diary of two nerdy parents. Audio diary of two nerdy parents. Of two small children. And though most as we said, most of the listeners probably know our kids and know us. Nonetheless, since this is going up on the internet, we have decided against using our children's real names in the show. And so we've given them aliases. Dun, dun, dun. The oldest one, our 21-month-old girl, we're calling Cindy Lou. Cindy Lou. And the youngest, the five-month-old girl, we're calling Sally. Sally. They're named after Dr. Seuss characters. Dr. Seuss. Dr. Seuss. Okay. Uh, so, that mm-hmm. said, we are parents. We are parents. We have two girls under the age of two. Yeah, they're both so, even having more than one child, I don't think that qualifies us as experienced parents yet like i would still say that we're new parents that's true because flying by the seat of our pants figuring it out as we go parents yeah because even though sally goes through phases that we've already been through with cindy lou so we're prepared for some things she's still she's an entirely different person and still comes up with new ways to surprise us and do things completely different yep so it's crazy nuts wild all right what are we doing on the internets? Uh, well, like I said, it's just our audio diary, so um, you'll hear uh, adventures in parenting stories. You'll hear us talk about TV and books and comics that we are into. Random just, crap. Yeah, just whatever. Whatever. Just, just our conversation. Okay. Um, 
Are we new to the internet? I mean, not internet as a whole. Everybody's had internet for like ever. Right. And but we're, to we're, podcasting. And we're, oh, to podcasting. Well, no, actually. Uh, we've had a, a podcast before with our cousins, Daniel and Rachel. And we've done semi like independent yeah. podcasting type ish things because we've, we were part of Utterly. Yeah. Before it became. Utter, wait, we were uh, utters, on Utters and, and then it became, became utterly, utterly. And then it folded because they yeah, folded. decided they were going to make it Twitter, which was ridiculous. But, yeah. uh, yeah, because like a not good Twitter. Yeah. They tried to make it a Twitter, but the, it didn't. It really was work. the best social media side to this day. I, I will lament the loss of Utterly. Yeah. But then Twitter, but, like, Twitter started up kind of while it was, or started to explode while it existed. And then they got a new owner who wanted, was like, we should copy Twitter because that's big. And it's like, yeah. you are a different thing than Twitter. Yeah. It was, you're and not. then Posturous came up and scooped all the stuff that they were doing and yeah. did it well. And so utterly does not exist anymore, and Posturist does. And it's sad. I'm happy to say that most of the friends we made on Utterly, we're still in contact with via right. either Facebook or Twitter or both. Right. And so. then our other podcast that we had with cousins slash friends was um, called... Sunday Dinner Podcast. The format of that show was to Four sit friends down get and together, and you get to listen in on our dinner conversations. Yep. But that has gone on an indefinite hiatus because everyone got pretty busy. Everybody got busy. Yeah. That's the way things go with life. People get busy. But we can sit down and record as long as we're willing to stay up past, past our, our, our bedtime. bedtime. Yeah. Dun, da, da. Da, da, da. Hence the name. Right. And. Like, yeah, and, and you and I have been talking about starting our own podcast for even since before the days of Sunday dinner. So That's true. Because so. we're funny. We Sometimes. are we are two hilarious people. We will keep you in stitches. Maybe. Yeah, I was just gonna say that we're not that, medically qualified to really keep you in stitches. That promise is then followed by six seconds of dead air. We're like, dead air. Yeah, we're ba-dum, good. Ba-dum, ba-dum. We're good at dead air. We use dead air skillfully, though, like a graphic designer uses negative space. It's audio negative space. Can we make my logo bigger? <laughs> can you, Can you just? I don't know. Can you Photoshop it? Right. Like, can I don't you know. Just, can you just this, Photoshop it? In this dead space area, can you put a bigger um? Yeah, could you put a bigger um? Can you just, can you say the le- the word like, like eight more times? What are those dots that kids use when they write? Can there, can you put ellipses? That's what they're called. Can right. you put some of those in there? Oh, 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 extra exclamation point. Yeah, and you can't explain to them that those are visual elements. You can't put them in audio. They just want you to put them in somehow. Right. Oh, and say our address more times. Yeah, can you put that in there seven more times? And here's a picture that I pulled off of our website. Can you blow it up to about it's five an animated by ten? GIF. Yeah. Yes. You just pull our logo off. We're of recovering that. graphic designers as well. <laughs> God, we need to start a support group. We get Ike in here and be like, "My name is Jed. I'm a graphic designer. <laughs> I worked for a certain company for four years and." Yeah. That was kind of like an abusive relationship. It was. Just kept going back because they were giving me a paycheck. Exactly. But and then they would beat you down every day. Yeah, Verbally and physically. And mentally and emotionally yeah. and psychologically. And yeah, it was a horrible thing. It was a really bad thing. But then they'd be like... Here's a paycheck. You walked into a door. Yeah. And I'd be like, I walked into a door. And I'd walk out and cash my <laughs> paycheck. And I'd be like, you know, I wouldn't do this to you if you didn't make me feel angry. He would just Photoshop that image like I want you to. Exactly. Can't you just Photoshop it? Exactly. Like, ah. That was a terrible job. It was, but we don't work there anymore. We don't. We can't go into much. We both have a cool classified jobs now. Classified secret secrets? Yeah. Sort of secret. Well, like our jobs aren't secret, but, but what we do, we can't talk about. We work. Yeah, we both work with things that we're not allowed to with tell stories about. With privileged information. It, it would be... Yeah, it would be against the law for either of us to talk about the. Uh, yeah, I mean, I can talk about certain aspects of my job. I'm yeah. I'm a nine one one dispatcher, so I can't like talk specifics about like who and what. But I can say things like don't do drugs, because yes. because man, <coughs> man, I can tell you that drugs make my job so not fun. <laughs> yeah, 
especially since because right now they've got this stuff going around, all these things, the, the yeah, synthetic the static, marijuana. Yeah, the synthetic marijuana, K2, Angry Birds, uh, Scooby Snacks or Scooby Doo or something whatever. like that. Whatever. One of them. And then of course you've got your bath salts yeah. and other ilk of that kind. Stuff that apparently isn't illegal yet. So it's like when ecstasy came out and people were like, well, it's not illegal. It's that must safe. mean it's safe. Yeah, no. And it turned just out because that ecstasy was uh, yeah. crazy bad. And this yeah, stuff just, is the same. Yeah, just because it's not illegal does not mean it's safe. And also there's the fact that it's synthetic, the uh, implication being that it's not natural. Yeah. So you're ingesting it or inhaling it on purpose. It's a bunch purpose. of crap that some lunatic threw together in his garage laboratory. Yeah. And you're like, oh, no, but this must be safe to put into my body in great copious amounts. Yeah, it's really Russian roulette. Just because you smoke it one time and it and it doesn't affect you in a negative way doesn't mean it won't. And then there's other people who, on their first try, go wacko. Who have heart attacks or go crazy or have, have seizures. Strokes, or have difficulty breathing, decide to cut themselves and get really paranoid and run away from police officers and hide in people's backyards. Yeah. Not fun so it's stuff. Not good stuff. No. no. Then you're seriously just... paranoid and so people can't even help you because you're fighting them off. Yeah, don't not, do it. Not don't il- do drugs. Not illegal yet because it's so new but yeah police are gathering reports and so that they can they we're trying to make it yeah we're trying to ban the stuff in our area yeah. <coughs> so, so. i process insurance claims which uh is much less exciting than i made it sound <laughs> but it would be a hipaa violation for me to go you know to go to look i process a claim for this guy and he had this right. and uh, in you can't really uh, talk about your job a whole lot either no so you probably won't hear a lot of work stories unless it's like funny office story. space. Yeah, stuff like that. But like Yours will be office space and mine will be don't do drugs. Don't do drugs. So kids. Kids. Hey, you listeners out there. Right. Um, what else do we do? Well, we watch television. We uh yeah, dude. we we like to read. Books. Books. We like to read comics. We haven't been doing as much of that lately because... We have children who yeah. suck away our money. Right. But every now and then, if we can go pick up a comic or something, we'll like to do that. And there's, you know, someday, someday we'll hopefully get into where comics we can again. regularly buy comics again. But, you know, if we have something that we've bought and read, we might talk about it. Yep. You know, we have, there's stuff out there. Anything right. special for our introductory episode? We, we play games. We play, again, not as the kids suck up a lot of times, but we both like to play board, board games, games and video games and K-K-K-R-P. tabletop gamings and yeah, stuff like that. <coughs> so we share quite a lot of interests, actually. It's pretty, it's, there's not a whole ton of stuff that's like, these are the things Sherry likes that Jed can't stand having to do and these are the things that Jed has likes to do but he has to really twist arms to make Sherry do it and right. we, we tend to like a lot of the same things that makes things easy yeah that's pretty good yep okay. you yay <laughs> Our daughter, Cindy Lou, can, uh, she tries to make the TARDIS sound whenever she sees a picture of the TARDIS or Doctor Who. She sees the doctor, she'll say doctor, and if she sees the TARDIS, she'll say TARDIS. She tries to sing the song. She tries to sing the song, and she has a toy Dalek. She tries to imitate the things that the Dalek says. She just goes all rigid and sticks her arms out real stiff like the... 
you know, protrusions on a Dalek, and then she says, I never done that, that Dalek. <laughs> um, <laughs> we love Doctor Who. It's the new incarnation for BBC. Um, we both have various, like, I discovered Doctor Who through the new show, because you had already seen it, and you showed it to me and got me watching it, and yeah. then I then went back and have been exploring classic Who, whereas yeah. you actually watched... Tom Baker as a kid with your dad. Yeah, I watched the fourth Doctor Who, and that's um, that's really the only Doctor I knew. I didn't know that there were all these other Doctors. Um, I certainly didn't know that there was like sixty years or whatever, yeah. and all this other like huge history. I just really thought it was just that weird guy with the fro and the floppy hat and the really really long scarf. I really um, want. If yeah. you ever start knitting again, if you have the time to knit again, that's your first project. Nine foot long Tom Baker's car. Um, but I didn't know that there were other doctors besides him. And so when they started the new show, I watched it out of a love for that thing. And then I fell in love with the new incarnation. And I'm a diehard fan of the new incarnation. Um, and I, I haven't ever really had much interest of going back and exploring the other doctors the way you did. Yeah. Um, so that's sad. <laughs> I've 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 had a lot of fun exploring classic stuff, but uh, so of the Cindy doctors, Lou, Cindy Lou will. Oh, uh, Cindy Lou, yeah. Yeah, because she, she'll you know she watches it with us and she loves it, but then I I will watch sometimes. I've watched some classic ones with her as well, and she's still like. She, I mean, she obviously as young as she is, she doesn't get the concept of regenerations and the multiple actors playing the same character. But she seems to understand that it's Doctor Who. Yeah. You know, so she gets that's the TARDIS and I know that sound and that's the Doctor and so she's 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 like and and the theme songs are so drastically different from Doctor to Doctor to Doctor, but she still recognizes the music. Like I turned on a classic episode a few weeks ago and she still recognized. She heard it playing. She's like, Doctor? Doctor? My favorite Cindy Lou Who Doctor thing. Um, ha! Cindy Lou Who. <laughs> nice. <laughs> we named her Cindy Lou. <laughs> we did. After Cindy Lou Who when we're talking about Doctor Who. Okay, anyways. Uh, random tangent. My favorite uh, Cindy Lou moment involving watching Doctor Who was I was sitting here watching Doctor Who and it had just started up and she was off and some other part of the house chasing the dog. And uh, it's one of those moments that comes and goes, and you're just like, oh, I wish I had the video camera. She came running into the room when the the intro started playing, (laughs) and she was wearing a little denim dress that was just this, like, (laughs) triangle shape. So when she walked in, it was swinging back and forth like a bell because she was walking so fast, and she just had her arms straight out pointing at the TV, and she's like, doctor, doctor, doctor. And I was like, yes, doctor. And she looked at me and goes, ooh. Yeah. She was just like so excited that I had the doctor turned on. She liked the doctor. And then once the intro was yeah. Oh, I have to go back and chase the dog. Right. But now again, you know, now that was at the age when she wasn't really paying much attention to television for a long time. Yeah, the only thing she ever paid attention to was the music on the TV. If right. something was musical, she would run in and watch and, and then dance. And but then yeah, she still if the music stopped, too. then she'd go off and yeah. play. And now that she is paying attention to television, we try to actually limit the amount of time because now she will just sit and watch it. Yeah. So now we're like, well, okay. Have to start setting boundaries on how long yeah. we can, you know, but limit but, yeah. how, what she watches and how long she watches it. Yeah. So she's her two favorite shows in the world are My Little Pony and Doctor Who. Mm-hmm. And Sesame Street. And Sesame Street, yeah, yeah. She's got a few Sesame Street books in there. And oh, and Ruby Gloom. Ruby Gloom. Oh, yeah. And she I, still says "ow." Yes. That's oh yes, because she. She has identified the catchphrases of the character Misery, and so anytime Misery would get hurt or something, she'd stand there this deadpan owl. And yeah, Cindy Lou will uh, will will do the same thing, do the Misery owl when I'm like, I'll, I'll sing, start singing her one of the songs from Ruby Gloom or something, and she'll say owl. 
Ruby Gloom, for those who do not know, is if and if you have Netflix, look it up. It's it's on Netflix. And but it was a cartoon. It was based originally on like I think it was a clothing line first. Yeah, characters clothing. made up for a clothing line. Yeah, characters made up for a clothing line in Canada. Basically, Canada's version of um, Hot Topic and um, yeah. Emma Emily Strange and. Uh, but the thing that sets up because it's a bunch of character. It's it's you know kind of a goth character design yeah there's a character named misery who has a lot of bad luck there's a character named skullboy who's a skeleton there's a raven named poe who lives with two other ravens named edgar and alan yeah a cat named scaredy no a bat named scaredy and, and then a cat named doom kitty. doom kitty and then there's iris who only has one eye she's a cyclops yeah, yeah. but for the goth the, the character's design is about where all of the goth elements in like it's not exceptionally dark characters aren't like I hate the sun. Yeah. Like, no, like Ruby Gloom's thing is she's the happiest girl in the world. Yeah, she's the happiest girl in the world, and there's all there's a bright side to everything. Yeah, the theme song is is about the the bright side of the dark side. Yeah, and and uh, even the character who is named Misery, who has a perpetual stream of tears on her face, her thing isn't. It's not really that you know life is miserable and it's terrible. It's just that she has perpetual bad luck. Yeah. And even she, like, like, and that's just normal for her. Yeah. Yeah. But she even, you know, her thing is that she doesn't let that get her down. Like, she has a hard time. Right. But she still loves being with her friends and enjoys life. My, and two of my favorite characters are Frank and Lynn. They're, ah. they're brothers, and they they play music. They're rock they're stars. Per- basically, a, they're two a heads two on headed, one body. They're two headed Frankenstein. Yeah. Hence the Frank and Lynn. Right. Um, and they're always are having good-natured arguments with each other and writing songs and yep. but yeah, it's they're hilarious. Yeah, I like I like that show a lot. It's quite a lot of fun. Ruby Gloom, look it up. You, probably and they have it. really good music on, especially the yeah. episodes where Misery is singing in Frank and Len's rock band. Yes, that is such a good episode. I found MP3s of some of those songs. <laughs> Not even slightly drowsy? Wide awake, kidda! We've got the perfect lullaby! Yeah, we wrote it just for you. Is your ship sinking? Did you know that's arsenic? You're drinking. Are you buried in ice caps? Did that bridge your own collapse? Did that place your in Oh, that's why we're singing this ode. And oh, what the heck? Throw in a train. To rehearse. That's where that story ends. Were we done talking with, about, about Doctor Who? No. Oh, um, you had, yeah, what is your cool. favorite Doctor? Uh, for me, <laughs> uh, I'm probably, and I've had to deliberate this a lot. It takes a lot of deliberation, but I'd probably say that 11. Well, 11 and 4. Smith and? And uh, Baker. Baker. And then Tennant and Eccleston are tied for second. Because Eccleston was my first Doctor. Like, I, I knew what Doctor Who was and knew of it. I'd read about it in my sci-fi magazines that I got when I was younger and everything. So I, I had a knowledge of the show's existence and sort of what it was. But And I also saw it was this big cult classic thing. And I... The, you know how sometimes when you're a teenager you take pride in not knowing about the popular thing because the it's hipsters. popular? Yeah. Yeah, the anti. And I was kind of that way with my nerdy pursuits. I like, well, people keep going on about this show. I've never seen a single episode and I've never. But then you put it on our list of, our, in our queue when we first got Netflix. 
and so you had already seen it, and I was curious, and I knew someday my curiosity was going to get the better of me, and I'm going to watch this show. And then there was one day at work, I just decided for some, I don't know what triggered it, but I was like, I'm ready to give Doctor Who a chance. So I called her, we get home tonight, I want to watch Doctor Who. And after that first episode, I was just like, I am in love with this. This is amazing. <laughs> I can't believe I never watched this before. This is brilliant. Yeah, I think Eccleston is still number one for me. And I think mostly because of the fact that he's the one that brought me back into it. Right. I really liked his Doctor. I really do. And plus, yeah. I was a fan of Eccleston before Doctor Who. Right. So I liked him as an actor and other stuff. And so he's he's the reason why I watched it. And then to begin with. And then I stayed with it because it's such a good show. Yeah. And I was, you know, like other fans really ticked off when he didn't come back for season two. Yeah. And then they go and introduce some new doctor. What? You're robbed. Yeah. Um but and then that the tenant said tenant like... yeah. But tenant <coughs> um really grew on me. It took a little while. Yeah. But he grew on me. And I totally loved him. Um, so he's going to be number two. Basically, they go in order. Right. Eccleston, Tennant, and Smith. Um, I think Smith took longer for him to grow on me. I don't know really why. You have um, a hard time looking at him. I do have a hard time looking at him. <laughs> he looks like a bobblehead. I, don't, I, I have friends who absolutely adore him and adore Tennant in a in a way where they're like he's so hot and I'm just like no they're both super super scrawny and one of them is a bobblehead at least with Tennant he's proportionate so he doesn't creep me out he's just a scrawny guy and I don't have a problem with that and he had cooler hair than Smith that's true he did have (laughs) cooler hair and he had the long coat he did have the long coat um and Smith, I just, I don't know. Like, physically, I'm just like, eh, he's a bobblehead. Um, the writing has brought, with Smith's era has probably been the best it's ever been. Yes. Some of the episodes in the Smith era, I'm going to have to say, are the best and my favorites. And also, his villains have been my favorite yeah. villains. The, the Weeping Angels and the Silence. Um, yeah, well, and the Weeping Angels technically showed up. They showed up the first time during Tennant's run, but true. then they never came back again until, like, he's, he's been, Smith has done more with the Weeping Angels. Yeah, than, he's done a whole lot more. Like, I cannot, like, I can't watch a Weeping Angels episode by myself. <laughs> I can watch Silence by myself. Right. I, I can watch creepy, amorphous, blobby people, even though I don't like them. Yeah, the adipose are rough I don't on you. like the adipose. I don't like those mannequins in the very first episode. The autons. The autons. I don't like things that don't have faces. I don't like, whatchamacallit, that blobby goo that became replicants. Yes. I don't like that. (laughs) Um, But that said, they they creep me out, but they don't frighten the bejesus out of me. And Weeping Angels scared the living day. Like I, yeah. I am in your lap with my arms wrapped around you. Like I can't watch the next scene. Yeah. My eyes are closed. <laughs> so yeah. So that's why they're my favorites. Um, yeah, those weeping angels are fantastic. They're my favorite villains because they elicit that fear in me. Mm-hmm. Um. My favorite companion. Yeah, yeah. Tell me what your favorite um, is. Number one is probably. The pawns as a unit, um, Amy and Rory as a unit. Then it's going to be Donna Noble. I love Donna. I love her. I love her arc. And I also, I think she's such a favorite because I feel she was robbed. Her arc is tragic. Her little tragic ending. And then um, it'll probably be... Amy, Rose, Rory, Clara, and Martha. You didn't like Martha at all. I am just not a fan of Martha. 
thought she was way too whiny for a really long time. I don't mind the actress. I like her. Mm. I just didn't like that character, way that, the way she was written for a really long time. She got cool at the very end when she became the girl who walked the earth. And mm -hmm. when she went off and married Mickey and became a big bounty hunter and right. working for Unit and all this other stuff. But in those, in the beginning, I just, uh, she never won me over because of this. Um, that was the one thing that I gave. I mean, not that Rose wasn't like that. Rose was whiny. Right. And she had her moments when you're just like, Rose, really? Yeah, stop it, Rose. Shut up and do what you're told. I think Rose but, was most annoying to me, though, in the episodes where she came back after she'd been gone. Like, because the one the one thing I gave Martha, like, I, wrote, I like Rose better than Martha. But the mm -hmm. one thing I gave Martha was that when she figured out that this whole having feelings for the doctor thing was not going to pan out for her, she was like, "You know what? I'm leaving." Yeah. And I'm gonna. Li Whereas Rose never like never you know, let go. She comes that. back two seasons later, and then she's arguing. Is but no, I'm I want to go with you again. And yeah. And he's explaining. She's like, "You will never see your family again. I can't come back to this dimension ever yeah. again. You can't." You know, he's like, "He's like, no, I'm going anyway." It's like, no, stop it, Rose. You're staying." But yeah, she had a tragic arc too, or because the whole when she get when she first leaves the show and gets yeah when she first leaves that yeah. was totally yeah that was very sad. It was a very and she kind of has moment. to, and it's I guess it's still kind of tragic. She gets that secondhand doctor. She gets a second, yeah, but it's one little you know age, age with, her with her, which is you know because that's. I did very, and he much, has all of his memories up to that yeah. point. I very much liked the episode where uh, Sarah Jane showed up. Yes, and had, they're comparing notes. Yeah, and, well, and it, that kind of, that was kind of a slap in the face for Rose, like, you need to stop acting like this, because that's the one where he tells her that it's like, I think he says, you can spend the rest of your life with me, I can't spend the rest of mine with yeah. you. You know, yeah. it was like, it's, so I, I, I liked that whole thing a lot. I, I was. It helped bring her down a little bit. Yeah. And I just I like Sarah Jane. Yes. Which we'll need to get that because Sarah Jane Adventures isn't streaming. We'll have to find it on DVD, DVD. somewhere or something. And yeah. I would like to see show. that. Yeah. But my favorites, I, I would also go with the pawns as a unit. I like them a lot. And then uh, I actually put Rory above Amy. Rory is one of my favorite individual companions ever because of all the companions I've watched so far, he's the one I identify with the most. Because he's male or put upon? Uh, not necessarily put upon, but the kind of being the third wheel. Mm -hmm. And I should clarify, I don't identify with that because of my current relationship. <laughs> you don't make me feel like Rory, like like Amy treats Rory sometimes in the beginning. Oh, good. I'm glad I don't treat you like Rory. Yeah, because there are points there at the beginning where, like, Rory is so long-suffering. Yes. He puts up with a lot because he is so in love with this girl. Yeah. And she And know. and it takes a little while for her to finally firmly establish that she does love him. Yeah. And but when not, she does and it's not a choice between the two. It the he is it that yeah. it's not a choice between him or the doctor. It's never been a choice between him or the doctor. It's yeah. always been him. Yeah. But it takes a really long time for her to for that to be established in the storyline as well. Yeah. Yes, let's think about that for a minute. But it <laughs> it eventually, you know, worked out. But uh, so their arc was actually pretty cool that way. Yeah. But uh, but that that whole kind of third wheelness, and then the whole um, he so desperately wants to be the hero, mm -hmm. but he keeps bumbling through and not making it. But then eventually, circumstances don't give him a choice anymore, and he does. He he, he rises to him. it. Yeah. He rises to the occasion because there's nothing else for him to do. He's like, I, I will wait outside this box for two thousand years, and I will, I will come get you at Demon's Run, and I will, you know. And that was one of my favorite moments too. Is when at the intro of that episode, you think that Amy is talking about the Doctor because mm -hmm. she's telling Melody that like there's a man that's coming for us, and he will never let us go, and he will always come for us, and many names and he is known across the universe but most people know him as the last centurion and he's your father and I was like ah oh, yeah Rory 
And then right that he kicks down the door and busts in on the Cyberman. I'm like, yeah. oh, that's awesome. Where <laughs> is my wife? Yeah, yeah that's good a good stuff. one. Yeah. I like Rory. Uh, Clara I'm intrigued by, but she hasn't been there long enough to say, like, I really, you know, I really like her. Like, I, think I she's liked cool. the Oswin character a lot when yeah. that was, when she was, <coughs> yeah. that actress was first introduced. And Soufflé girl. The girl with the souffle. Yeah. Um, I really liked her a lot. She was adorable and quirky, and you know she was a good foil. Um, Clara as a character, and I liked the maid. Yeah. Um, the nanny. Maid, the nanny, the um, yeah. the Victorian nanny. But um, Clara, the Clara nanny, the modern girl. Yeah. I like her okay. I just I'm not completely sold on her. I, I think, think I'm more intrigued by her story than I am actually like liking her. Right. I don't dislike her. I'm just I think it's taking time. Yeah. It, like I didn't fall in love with her immediately quite like I did with Rory and um Danny. Yeah. So it's not I'm just or not Donna. Yeah, I'm just Donna's not Donna's one of my favorites. Yeah. I'm just not feeling it yet. And I still like the episodes. I still think yeah. they're being well written and they're and they're still keeping on that path of being better written each time. Yeah. I just, I need a little more. Yeah, I don't think, well, I felt like this season has been a lot of kind of, just kind of one-shot filler episodes because we yeah. had these two intensive seasons of these massive stories for a while. And so this season's been kind of, you know, we cool have a few cool-down fill-in episodes with the ponds before they leave mm -hmm. and then a really harsh episode when they do leave. And then, I think the we'll with also have got, also because Claire is new, yeah. she has to fill that role of golly gee Willikers. I don't know what's going on, and I have to have these things explained mm -hmm. to me. So, um, but she also shows an aptitude for it greater than other companions because, like, she she picks she up certainly on does. Things. Yeah, she certainly and things like don't go anywhere. She's <laughs> like, okay, all right, and then he comes like. No, really, don't go anywhere. It's like, I wasn't planning not, to. Yeah. yeah, she's... And I'm wondering, and we talked about She this. seems to be really on par with him. Yeah. And we've talked about before uh, that... Uh, Which means I need to see when River comes back. Yeah. And how River's going to react to Clara. Yeah. Because yeah, surely, surely there's got to be some sort of clue from River, because River's going to have to have known. Yeah, you would think. You would think. Depending on which level of the timeline they're in. For those of you who don't know, River is in the opposite timeline of of the Doctor. River Song River. is a very important character to him, but she they're both time travelers, so they're experiencing each other's lives in reverse in order. In reverse order. So when they first met, slash last met, um, he had never met her before, and yeah. she had already known him all of her life. Yeah, she first showed up in the David Tennant. Yeah. yeah, and that's how she was first introduced. Yeah. And I'm also wondering, too, because all these other, you know, you get the doctors and the companions and the mystery that they have or the chemistry they build up. I wonder if like, she's only had a few episodes with Matt Smith. They haven't really mm -hmm. built, they've got an all right chemistry, but they haven't really built it yet. Mm -hmm. And now he's leaving the show, but yeah. she's staying on with the next doctor. So I'm wondering if that's when it'll, like, really kick her in chemistry there. will kick in. with cause, Because we're always going to think of the 11th doctor and the ponds. I think so. You know, and I think I wonder if her era will think of her as a twelfth Doctor companion. Like she yeah. showed up at the end of the eleventh Doctor. It's like how Sarah Jane showed up and traveled with the third Doctor, but we think of her as a fourth Doctor companion. That's true. You know, and or at least I do. That's how it's. And there's you know people like that. I th I think Clara will be that way. That we'll think of her as a twelfth Doctor companion, and, and Clara and twelve maybe will be. Really so do you think there will be any, if they do a 12, well, this is the 12th Doctor. When they do the 12th Doctor mm -hmm. and his run ends, will there, will that be it? Well, be he no can. more Doctor Who? Well, no. Moffat has said that he wants to keep the show going as long as he can. He says, I, I, I don't want to be the, the guy that kills Doctor Who. Because like, I, I think that we could keep the show going for another so 50 there, years. So is there going to be a third well, Doctor Who number 13? Well, well, there could be a 13th anyway, because the the Time Lords can regenerate 12 times, which means that 
would be a total of 13 doctors. Oh. Because the because the first regeneration is actually brings about the second doctor. So the number of regenerations would be You know what I mean? No. Well, if you can This is like the difference between going on 3 or going after 3. One, two, three, yeah. then go, or one, two, then go, right. on three, that sort of thing. Cause well, because it, his first, he didn't regenerate into the first doctor. He just was the first doctor. Okay, so, so the first time he regenerated was to become the second doctor. Okay. So, so if you can regenerate 12 so times, the 12th regeneration will be into the 13th doctor. Okay, I see what you're trying to say. But there's also the thought that, because apparently... Like, I thought that was just a natural limitation of their bodies, but apparently that's just a limitation that the Time Lords put on themselves. Uh, so now that they're all gone, will he they limit may himself be able or to, not? yeah, just keep doing more regenerations. Uh, because, yeah. Cause Moffat's plus, we also don't know how, like, they reproduce. Yeah. I like, know a lot about that. I was, see, one of my underlying theories of the whole, like, I don't know if it'll actually ever pan out. The whole impossible girl that Clara is, is mm-hmm. I was wondering if she might be the one of the originators of the Time Lords. Oh, that'd be interesting. Like if she's if an somehow old, If she is somehow tied to the actual Time Lord race in some fashion. The, oh. Because of her seeming regeneration. Mm-hmm. You know, like... Yeah, because, yeah. Reincarnation, less regeneration, more reincarnation, but it's like a complete perfect form of reincarnation where it's her whole body. Right. So she looks exactly like all the other versions of her. Yeah. um, And has basically the same temperament. Yeah. So it's sort of like regeneration, but, you know, different. And she doesn't seem to know it's happening because we we saw in that episode. Yeah, she's not aware. Yeah, where, where... the kids that she sits, that she nannies, were finding pictures of her and the doctor on the internet, and they found the one picture of her as the, the Victorian the, nanny. And she's like, "What? The, I don't remember that. That wasn't me." Yeah, because she, she they said in Victorian London, and she's like, "I wasn't in Victorian London. I was in Victorian Cheswick." Yeah. 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 So yeah, that's my theory that she's somehow tied to the origin of the Time Lord. We've still got the right. finale of this season that to watch. Yeah, we like, still have to watch it. Haven't watched it yet. We need to watch that. We do need to watch it. And there's a, there's a, a a fan celebration convention in November that we're hoping to go to. It'll hoping. be the, the actual weekend of the 50th anniversary. That'd be so awesome. I know that'd be a lot of fun. They're we'll not going to get have some any, sort like, of cute Doctor Who themed thing for oh the God. girls. Yeah. There won't be any like you know super cool. You know, guests from the show there because they will all be in in England at you know celebrations yeah. for the actual fiftieth yeah. anniversary proper. Because yeah, because like I say, this this celebration will be going actually on the actual date of the fiftieth anniversary. So and that is something to look forward to. Yeah, the stars align themselves. Hopefully, Hopefully, that's the right. It's a pretty cheap con. Most expensive thing would be because it's happening in a hotel, and so and so they're getting the hotel is giving special discount rates if we wanted. To go if more they still more. have rooms, maybe. Yeah, we would have to. Yeah, if we book early. We'd have to book early on that. Um. So. Doctor Who aside. Yeah. What else do we have? We both grew up on Star Trek. We both really love Babylon Five. Mm. We did see their most recent Star Trek movie. Ah, yeah, which we both uh, approved of. Highly. Both approved of highly. We are, as I say, we both grew up on Star Trek. Like literally, I cannot remember a time in my life when I do, did not know what Star Trek was. Because we're was, Trekkies. When I was a tiny child, I was seeing the syndicated reruns on the, you know. Yeah, we're Trekkies. Yeah, it's true. And we are not of the uh, hate on the J.J. Abrams Star Trek universe. Yeah, we're we've both been thorough, thoroughly. We're very pro J.J. Abrams Star Trek. We're pro the alternate's timeline in order for him to be able to tell completely new and different stories with characters that we totally, totally love. Yeah. And we also like these new versions. Yeah. I think I think because they're doing a very good job of creating those characters and making them familiar but not doing – like Chris Pine plays Kirk. 
Like, yes. It's, it's totally Kurt, but he's not up there doing a William Shatner impersonation. Right. And uh, Carl Urban is uh, oh my boy. He's gosh. the best. He is really the best at channeling the whole grumpy, hypochondriac doctor. I love him yeah. so much. In that As first McCoy. movie, he was... <laughs> The yeah, first time laugh. he walks in, is like, oh, so it's as, Yes, as soon as he got onto that shuttle and started <laughs> blathering at the mouth, I was like... All the ways you could die in space. Yeah, like, I yeah, I think him. I think my heart just kind of exploded in my chest, and I was so happy. I was like, wow. <laughs> I'm so happy that he is Dr. on point. That's fantastic. And um, Zachary Quinto as... Quinto? Quinto? I'm not sure what Quinto? you do now. Zachary. I almost forget he was Siler. Siler. Because I'm almost like... We're so used to him being Spock. Yeah. It's been a long time since we've watched Heroes. Yeah. I like... I like this action-packed Spock. Yeah. Action Spock. Action Spock. (laughs) And um, I didn't think I'd like Zoe Saldana as Ahura. Also because I'm not a really big fan of her. And um, I don't know. I, I think I was kind of spoiled by Michelle Nichols, so I mm-hmm. I wanted like I wanted some booty. A voluptuous. Woman. I wanted a voluptuous black woman to uh, be all kick ass. But you know, I really like her as a hero. I really do. And Anton so. Yelchin's checkoff has been hilarious. Oh, perfect, perfect, <laughs> and on point, And I really love his wet. Go whack Victor. He's so adorable. Yeah. He's absolutely perfect. And I really like Simon Pegg's um, O'Brien. Scotty. Scotty. Yeah. <laughs> Wrong engineer. Wrong engineer. And an um, Irishman, too. That's true. I'm sorry. Sorry, yeah. O'Brien. Um, but Scotty, yes. I, I do like his Scotty. I like his Scotty a lot. I don't think he's. Too hammy or anything like that. I think he's, I think he's perfect for it. Yeah. Personally, that's my opinion. And if you don't agree with my opinion, you're wrong. You're wrong. So there. I can't remember the name of the guy who does Sulu. I know it's the Harold and Kumar guy. Oh right. But he's like everybody. I like, like him too. Everybody has been very well cast. Yeah. In these series of things. Yeah. And I felt like cause I like you know, people complained about the action being kind of ramped up and. I think though down, I I'm think... gonna have to. I'm gonna say though I really like the villain in this movie way better than yeah. the villain in the last movie. Well, and I don't. We should talk about that because I like. Didn't... I like the first movie. I like the first movie. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm not really. Um, even w- when I first saw it, I wasn't sure that I really liked that uh, Romulan dude. Yeah. Um. I like the concept of what he was doing and why he was doing it and um, blowing up Vulcan and all yeah. that other stuff. But I really like him. Uh, who was playing him? Who, it was Eric Bana. Eric Bana. Yeah. I love Eric Bana, though, but I didn't really like that yeah. character. Um, but now I don't know if that's because he just isn't going to... Spoiler alert. He just can't compare to Khan. Yeah. <laughs> that was and that was the big thing. And when they started saying after the success of that last movie, they were saying we're gonna do another one. And people started saying they should do Khan. Mm-hmm. I was very opposed to that. I did not want that because I want them to. We've got a new universe. Let's tell new stories. Like obviously, it's going to still be Star Trek, and it's still going to have you know the Romulans and Vulcans and Andorians, etc. And I mean. But don't just don't do just, completely. Yeah, I was like, well, we got to do Khan because that was Star Trek Two, and now we got to do another. Let's just do our version of famous Star Trek stories. Don't do that. Right. You know, you've got a new universe. Tell new stories. So I was very opposed to it. But then, as this movie wore on and the hints started piling up, and we kept looking at each other, saying, "Are they doing Khan? Are they really Khan? doing Khan?" Because the they they did a really good job of keeping it under wraps who well, the villain was. Yeah, in. because they even uh, they said no, it's not Khan. Uh, he is a character from Star Trek history. He's playing John something or whatever his name was. I don't John remember. Harris yeah, John me. Harrison. That's what it was. And people looked up. It's like, and that's like what was that? That name was like a 
bit character and an some random or bit character, you know? and so it was completely throwing off, you yeah. know, the fanboys on the internet who yeah. were trying to figure out who the new villain was and so on and so forth. So they they really did a good job for a really long time of keeping yeah. keeping like, the was, fans running around chasing cool, their tails. Like, it's not Khan. You guys are wrong. It's not yeah. Khan. And, and then so, when it turned out to be Khan. Oh my goodness! I was actually super excited. Yeah, as as it. the hints started dropping, <laughs> I really felt like I went along with the whole movie yeah. and didn't. I didn't feel like I was spoiled at the get go. Yeah. I feel like I followed the pacing really well, and my real my blossoming realization of who the villain was actually kept in time with the hints that they were dropping. So I didn't feel like I was spoiled at any point in time. I felt like it was a good pacing. And so when the actual reveal was done, I was like, just this culmination of all of the hints. And I was like, yes, reward. I I was surprised at how happy I was with it for how opposed to Khan I I had been. Right. Uh, But I was was, like, this is great. I was super excited and I loved it. And what's his name? Cuthbert. Benedict Cumberbatch. Benedict Cumberbatch, yeah. which is a ridiculous name. <laughs> but I do love him as Sherlock, A. And B, as Khan, he was He's gonna have a career awesome. And yeah, pretty much. He, he's going to be cut typecast permanently as that sort of either villain or, you know, Sherlock's yeah. antipathy. I just, I love it. He was yeah. great. He was wonderful. I loved it. And when we got done with that movie, I was... I haven't felt that excited leaving a theater in a really long time, so I really was glad for that. And I, and I say that these movies keep feeling like Star Trek to me. Like, they're changed and there's differences. They're, they're clearly very, different, but, but... It, and this one, even more than the last one, I was like, I was noticing point, like, the way the plot was structured and the way things were going. I it felt feels like, like a Star Trek. This was a Star Trek plot. I was thinking that while we were watching, I was like, this is totally a Star Trek plot. Yeah. Because I know people have bitched about... Like, well, you know, these movies are so actions ramped up. Star Trek is supposed to be about these heady concepts and social issues and thoughtful things and the characters talk and think about it. And I was like, well, on the show, they can do that kind of thing because it's, it's, um, you have episode after episode after episode after episode to do that. And the movies, they always ramped up the action a bit. And because it was a two hour, it was a different thing. And the mo- we look at let's look at the movies where they did slow down and do big heady concept things. You have the motion picture and Star Trek bleh, Five, the bleh. search for God, the two that everybody hates. Yeah. So. Shut up. <laughs> I I don't know. It's. I thought it was great, and I thought it felt like Star Trek, and I think I think people do not understand. This crew is younger than the crew. This is this is before the time period of the show. Yeah. It's before the time period of the show. And also they're appealing to a younger audience. Yeah. They're not appealing to my parents yeah. who, you know, watch the original series. They're not even appealing to me. Yeah. They're appealing to, they're trying to market this to a younger generation so that way they can continue to keep the franchise alive. Yeah, because alive. otherwise the franchise is going to die. Yeah. It's like when people, like, are not particularly interested in seeing another Superman movie, but that's why they, they're making another one. They're not selling it to us. They're the, selling the it to... The more I see previews of it, I'm totally excited. To yeah. See the Superman <laughs> movie. But that's, but you know what I'm saying. When, when they, people complain about why are they making another X-Men movie? Are they making yeah. another this? I'm like, well, because it makes a it makes money, yeah. and b they're not selling it to you. They're <laughs> selling it to the generation below you in order yeah. to in order to keep the franchise going so they can continue to make and money. And I think I think people get sticks up their hind ends, and people complain because it's not exactly the same. But to me, it really it feels it still feels like Star Trek. It it's feels still like Star Trek of Star Trek for me to be happy with it. Because people are like, oh, they dumbed it down and ramped up. It's like, no, they've they've changed things. They've sped it up a bit, but it's still Star Trek. It still feels like Star Trek to me. And people are like, well, the core central thing that made it such a heartwarming show was the 
that deep friendship between Spock and Bones and Kirk is like it's still there. It's still there, but more than that, this is the story of how they built that friendship. Yes. It's not in the same place. That that friendship is not as strong as it was on the show because they're not there yet because this is before the show. Right. They're building that friendship. We're watching them come together. I don't know. It's people complain too much. They do. They're good movies. And they it's are still good Star movies. Trek. And I'm glad that there's Star Trek out there and I hope someday soon we'll get Star Trek on TV again. <laughs> I was a little kid. Ever since Enterprise ended, I've been like, there's no Star Trek on TV. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, I don't know about you, but I'm getting tired. Yeah, I know. We get tired of our bedtime. It's way past our bedtime <laughs> for <laughs> sure now. Yeah. For sure now. We're way past our bedtime. I have no doubt that we will have plenty of things to talk about in the next. <sighs> like I said, it will, it'll won't always be this long. It'll depend on what all we have to say and how much energy we have. Yeah, and we'll probably talk about other things besides Doctor Who. Right. Maybe. This was the first time of something we hadn't talked about before. That's true. For all of you to hear. Well, We've you talked know, about you it might times. you might hear Doctor Who in the next episode since we'll probably have watched the season finale by then. Yeah. Doctor, it's fair to say that Doctor Who will come up from time to time because that's a big favorite in our household. Yeah. We promise to not make this just a Doctor Who podcast. There are many other things we'll talk about. Like? Like our kids. Our kids. Or going to sleep. Or going to sleep. Or other movies. Or going to sleep. Yeah. So. Good night. go to sleep now. I, I've been Jed. I have been Cherry. And it is most certainly past our bedtime. Definitely past our bedtime. That was clever there, the way we worked in the name of a good yeah, yeah, yeah. Good night. Pretty cool. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Is your ship sinking? Did you know that's arson?